Welcome to Transformers, the podcast about how business people and policymakers are creating a sustainable future. I'm your host, Kai Embren. Today's guest is Lena Miranda. She is the CEO of the Science Park in the city of Linköping in Sweden. Science Parks aims to increase the wealth of its community by promoting the culture of innovation and the competitiveness of its associated business and knowledge-based institutions. Lena is also chair of the Swedish incubators and science parks and chair of the European Division of International Association of Science Parks and Areas of Innovation. She is also a member of the National Innovation Council in Sweden. Welcome, Lena. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Great. So um, we met recently in the new social media platform Clubhouse, the newest, busiest social media app around. Uh, today it has millions of users. Networking and capacity building is a key and it seems to be a place to build your social capital. How can Clubhouse fit into your work, Lena? Yeah, that's a good question. And uh, I think definitely Definitely that it can. I'm still curious about it and I'm trying to explore it. I was invited a few months ago by Michael Sillian and Bertola Bergstrand, who you had on your podcast recently. Yes. And since then, I've had a lot of interesting meetings and conversations uh, taking place. And I feel like it's important to be where discussion about the future of society is taking place. At this moment, it is taking place at Clubhouse. So. That's why I'm there. And it's amazing because it gathers people from all over the world, from different uh, sectors uh, with different experience and backgrounds. And we can meet on different topics and give different perspectives to one another. So I think it's really rewarding to be there and take place in those discussions. And bringing down barriers seems to be one of the values in Clubhouse. Is it something that you also have done in your work with Science Park in Sweden? Yes, yes, I can relate to that. Uh, When I came uh, to the Science Park in 2014, I started as as the CEO of Linköping Science Park. Uh, it was already a very prosperous business community. Uh, but I think that me and my colleagues in the Science Park organization have added value by working on the social capital, bringing people together, arranging uh, the unexpected meetings, challenging people to work across borders and exploring new things What uh, and, and take uh, down your own barriers. Because as an individual, you are very good at at putting up your own barriers. Uh, and you need to challenge yourself. And we've done a lot of different uh, events like hackathons and maker meetups and jams and other events mm-hmm. where we can see that we can inject new inspiration into our community and break new frontiers. As a sort of you going out of the box of traditional organizations. Very much so, yes. But uh, let the listener know a little bit more. What is the Science Park? Yeah, I think you did a really good description in the beginning of the program. And it's, uh, as you said, uh, we strive to increase the wealth of our community. Uh, As for us, Linköping Science Park is owned by the municipality of uh, Linköping. 
So we're a city-based company uh, and our uh, assignment is to support uh, newly started businesses and growing businesses in the knowledge intense community uh, in Linköping. But the Science Park is often a neutral platform that gathers people, ideas, knowledge and creativity. And it often constitu constitutes of a platform for major innovation collaboration projects between the public sector, the academia and the business community. And we facilitate those processes and try to drive development in different aspects. Uh, as you can hear, we have a lot of different stakeholders, uh, but the basic funding is often, it often comes from the public sector. Sometimes it comes also from the businesses and the surrounding community. So what is the advantages that you have a municipality platform in the bottom? Uh, I, I think it's good because that, that really strengthens the, the neutral platform that we strive to be. We don't have any, we don't need to make uh, any profit. Uh, we are there to, uh, to support all kinds of future development and try to increase uh, uh, the number of meetings, professional meetings, meetings where individuals can actually grow as, as humans and, and uh, bring their gifts to the table, if I, I put it that way, and contribute to the, the wealth of, of the society as a large. Mm -hmm. So I, I think um, that the municipality often strives to offer good welfare services to its citizens and we are part of that uh, service by working with the business community the academia and combining it with the the public sector and the needs of of future society so we we can often um, meet uh, the the larger challenges and support uh, new solutions together with the business community and the researchers and students. Mm. Uh, and independency, are you independent from the municipality and do you have the right to take decisions or what regulate your power? Yeah, this is a very good question. Of course, I have a lot of, of policies to, to that I need to follow. And uh, as a publicly held company, of course, I, I have uh, a lot of regulations uh, that that needs to be followed. But I also have a very uh, big amount of independency, and that is, I think, built uh, on trust. And um, a science park is quite a complex platform, as you can hear. We have a lot of different stakeholders, and we we do a lot of different things. Uh, but we all the time try to think what is good for the city of Linköping, what is good for the region of East Sweden and what is good for Sweden as a country and how can we combine all those uh, needs out there and put them into uh, operative uh, goals and uh, execute uh, to help strive to become more competitive uh, both as a society but also when it comes to the business community. So yes, uh, uh, a big portion of independency, but of course we need to to follow the laws and regulations. Yeah. When we talk about independence, it is also a question of finance independence. You must maybe have a budget. What to regulate your 
financing uh, part of, of what you are doing? Yeah, we have a basic funding that comes from the city of Linköping, but then we also have a lot of project funding that comes from the different national agencies like Vinova and Tillväxtverket and uh, other institutions, as well as the region of Sweden. Uh, but that is a, a project funded uh, uh, operation. So okay. uh, the base Maybe. organization is formed to, to be able to grow with the projects. We can later in the program come into more of a details yeah. of a different sure. project and see how, how uh, this type of financing will work. Uh, you as a CEO of uh, Linköping Science Park, right? can you describe what it means to be a leader in the science park? Yes. and. Uh... Uh, I have an extremely broad platform, as I mentioned, there's a lot of stakeholders and in my everyday work, I meet students, researchers, entrepreneurs, politicians, officials, innovators, and even citizens in some aspects and people who carry ideas and want to contribute to develop the society is like the target group that we work with. It is an extremely outward looking job, as you can hear. Uh, and it's about yes. listening to broad perspectives, trying to see the patterns and forming different challenges that we can solve in collaboration by different actors. So it's a lot of, of also diversity and inclusiveness and building the social capital. And we can offer the collaboration platforms and turn ideas into solutions and new innovations. Hmm. Uh, when at best, we contribute in developing not only businesses, but also uh, develop individuals uh, as well as society at large. Yeah, so For someone well, like me, and that, that's a great privilege to have this broad platform to work from. So uh, when we look into the qualification to be a leader in such a diversity of issues and, and, and in the daily agenda and high number of stakeholders, what do you think? What is the qualification for to be a leader in such an organization? It's a, it's a great question, and I've been thinking about that. But I, I think it's good to, in some ways, be a generalist um, and be curious about uh, people, about future trends, about where society is. Uh, on its way, where the society is on its way, about new technology, and in somehow try to to take all of these different perspectives and see the the red thread through it all, uh, put it into uh, context in some way. And I also have a great interest in technology, maybe not uh, the algorithms, but specifically how technology impacts society and also to, to contribute to a better society. So um, that are some aspects and also maybe being able to communicate because there's so many different um, target groups or uh, groups that you want to involve and include. Uh, so you need to be able to maybe communicate and share knowledge uh, to different people. Yeah, well, that, that, let's uh, talk a little bit more about that to, to get the listener to also to understand a little mm. bit more about Sweden and the different types of innovation clusters around mm. science parks in Sweden. So mm. who are they? Where, 
do they come from? Where, what is the, the collaboration between the different types of network yeah. you have around? The, so it's really work. interesting. Like uh, the science parks, they um, it came like as an idea from the US in the 60s and established in Europe uh, in the 80s and in Sweden in 1983, where Idea and Science Park in Lund was the first science park uh, in Sweden. And since then, we have had a number of science parks uh, growing around the country. Today, we have about 30 science parks. Uh, in the 90s, we got the incubators that uh, were often funded by the universities. And we together formed the Swedish Incubators and Science Parks Industry Organization uh, to facilitate peer learning between the science parks and the incubators and how we can foster innovation and commercialization. Uh, in the 20th centuries, we got uh, the national agencies of Vinova, who is uh, working on uh, new innovation and supporting researchers, but also the Agency for Business and Regional Growth, Tillväxtverket, which supports um, growing companies and companies that need to go international and uh, supporting them in digitalizations and so on. Uh, so those two actors have been really important to the innovation landscape in, in Sweden. And uh, both of them are also facilitating different cluster programs, which is something that has happened during the 20th century that we have got the uh, Vimvex program uh, that was established in Sweden and that some people say have been the role model for the smart specialization strategy uh, that uh, the European Union have uh, operationalized uh, during the, the the last decade you could say well, uh, so we have an, a number of cluster organizations as well mm. i understand that uh, well uh, it sounds to be a lot uh, related to technology and innovation in this area but do you also go into social innovations yes and there you have for instance uh, Norrsken, uh, which in Swedish is uh, the Northern Light, which is one innovation hub that is actually private funded uh, and that have social capital as its or social impact innovation as its uh, focus area. Also in, in Malmö, you have Malmö Social Summit uh, that is also an established arena for social entrepreneurs, which I think have been a growing number of entrepreneurs and, and companies during the last decade. So that is really uh, amazing to follow. Yeah. So how do you see Science Park's role in relation to this cluster or investors, academia and business and other stakeholders? How important it is? Yeah, I think like uh, it, it's of, of course it's a, um, the, the ecosystem at large that that makes it work as well as it does. The science parks roles are uh, infrastructure uh, over a long time. I mean, we've been existing since the 80s, as you can hear. Uh, so we're kind of an infrastructure for innovation and the link maybe between the university and the surrounding world when it comes to taking research into innovation, but also, of course, uh, catching different business ideas that exist in in, in uh, existing businesses and taking them into innovation. So 
Um, you could see like uh, the universities, which have also innovation operations inside the university universities. And then you come maybe to an incubator where you form uh, the business idea and uh, commercialize uh, the idea into innovation. And then you could say that the science park is connecting you to the surrounding world. But of course, there are a lot of different actors in this uh, innovation ecosystem. So you could say that we we have different abilities that we bring to the table or uh, uh, and different uh, offers uh, that we can uh, help support uh, the companies in different bases. The innovation ecosystems could look a bit different on a regional basis from region to region, but I think it's important to secure those abilities to give the best support to the entrepreneurs and the, the businesses. So uh, if we look into some project that you are involved in and uh, which are the most important success stories in science mm. and technology parks for you? I think uh, like uh, one of the platforms that we've been working on for the last six years, it's called Swedish Scale-Ups. It's uh, 10 incubators and science parks in the central East Sweden from Uppsala to Örebro, Västerås, Eskilstuna, uh, Norrköping, Linköping. Uh, and we formed a program for scale-ups for the growing companies uh, to help support them in their different growing phases. Um, and we've been working uh, for the last six years, as I mentioned. And over this period, we learned a lot about uh, what are the challenges uh, when scaling your business and uh, what kinds of services do we need to uh, establish in order to support. But we also learned a lot about the different policies and regulations in Sweden that can support a uh, business to scale in Sweden or might make them uh, move abroad. Uh, so that has been one really great project where we also can see that it, that it has uh, had results in, in growing companies. Other projects is uh, a lot about um, trying to um, accelerate the use of new technology. And if I should mention one that is really actual yes, at, at the moment, it's, it's a, a project that is called AI Sweden and it's initiated by Vinova and Lindholm and Science Park in Gothenburg. And it's actually a national, uh, enforcement to help organization and operations to accelerate the use of AI in Sweden uh, at large. And at the moment we are establishing different nodes geographically. So the science parks around Sweden are facilitators of those different nodes and being the regional connection in trying to um, increase the number of partners informing this national initiative and i think we have done very well so far uh, and the colleagues that that are running the initiative from gothenburg have done a great job and today we are more than 100 partners all over sweden that have joined forces 
and we have the vision to invest together, share with all, because we are such a small country uh, in Sweden that we need to work together over the regional borders uh, to accelerate uh, our competence and uh, to put um, AI into operational uh, uh, activities and, and help one another. So that is really interesting. Mm. I've heard something about uh, that every invested Swedish krona gives six kroner <laughs> back. Is that something that you can see? Yeah, well, that was one of the um, uh, evaluations that were made by our incubator in Linköping Lead uh, a few years ago. But uh, they measure uh, different things, of course. Uh, and I, I really asked them before we should have this conversation, what are the KPIs or the, the results that I could uh, tell something about? And uh, uh, LID has been operating since uh, 2005. And up until uh, last year, uh, the total revenue of their entire uh, portfolio companies had reached, reached almost um, 928 million Swedish crowns over uh, the past 15 years. So it's almost a billion. And I was like, how should we celebrate when you reach the billion? Uh, and it, it has um, resulted in 681 uh, new jobs during this period. And also uh, they have been working, of course, in uh, evaluating so many ideas like almost 900 ideas over this period. Uh, so that is some numbers that, that we, we follow. And uh, there are also KPIs and results uh, being followed up by the Agency of Innovation, Vinova, uh, through the National Excellence Program for incubators. But I don't have those numbers, I'm sorry. But that is uh, to give you um, a view on uh, one specific on, on. incubator and that is oh, yeah. lead in shopping and more shopping yeah Yeah, well, you, you named before a little bit uh, when we talked before the program about the health concept um, mm. that also is a story to tell. Can you give us a little bit more insight about that? The health concept, yes. Well, uh, of course, life science is one of the, the industries in Sweden that we are really focusing on. And there are a number of innovation hubs that are really great at this, like Uppsala and Umeå and Lund and so far, so on. Uh, but in, in, in Linköping, we also have uh, a few companies that really have made uh, success. Uh, and to mention two of them, uh, one of the first spin-outs from Linköping University was uh, Sektra. And Sektra stands for Secure Transmission. And they started as a security company, uh, but rather early, they also switched into uh, medtech and uh, they, <clears throat> they started to develop uh, uh, MR, uh, or they do like image uh, processing with x-rays. So you can send your x-ray pictures over the internet. Um, and they have had a fantastic journey. They have grow grown to 
more than 1 billion in total revenue uh, over uh, the last decades uh, organically, which is quite unique in Sweden after the Second World War. So this is a really uh, one success story. But we also have a, an existing startup called Amra uh, that actually tries to challenge the concept of the BMI index by doing MR scanning of the body fat. Um, and uh, in the future, because they are collecting a lot of data, actually working with uh, uh, some hospitals in London, where you are based, Kai, uh, and try to uh, gather the data. So in the future, they will also, based on your existing body fat and composition, also be able to recommend individual nutrition advice. Uh, so that is an amazing company and they have really uh, a great future ahead of them. Uh, though uh, at uh, the, these times of pandemic, as we know, the, the healthcare system have been quite overloaded. And so a lot of clinical tests have been uh, delayed uh, and um, postponed into the future. So. At the moment, a lot of life science companies, not only in Sweden, but in, in Europe, uh, faces uh, uh, quite a challenging time. Yeah, well, uh, that's a part of uh, the effects from the, the pandemic. And uh, we're mm. going to see a lot of this effect also the time to come. But it is, it's, it is some lights in the tunnel, as we can see just now when we do this interview. Uh, mm. that things is on the way to change. But um, we have been going in a discussion about into different uh, part of Sweden. And um, mm. it seems that you have a foot in uh, everywhere in Sweden. <laughs> uh, I, I, I try to learn. <laughs> at least uh, you have some, some connection and understand that it's uh, also based on very much of collaboration, uh, both mm. between in the geographical uh, thinking, but also in sectors in, in the society. Mm. And uh, as, as I know, you, you are also from 2019, you are a part of the Swedish Innovation Council. Uh, which is run by the Swedish Prime Minister, Stefan Löfven. And what, what's your role there? Well, uh, the Prime Minister had put together an Innovation Council, uh, existing of different experts from a number of sectors, like industry, life science, academia, venture capitalists, and uh, the, the union. Uh, and me, I, I got to represent the Swedish innovation system. Uh, with my knowledge and experience from working together with different, uh, both the science parks and incubators, but also clusters and regional organizations of, of different characters. So I'm trying to contribute with my knowledge about how local and regional and national innovation ecosystem works and how they can contribute to uh, the greater goal, which is to actually increase innovation everywhere in Sweden. It's not something that just happens in the big cities or in the larger companies. It, it's, um, we strive to make it happen everywhere and we can see that it does. So we want to, to support this uh, development in the best way possible.
we look at the the, the cross border, which is uh, normally talk when we talk about uh, different sectors, but or if we look at the geographic uh, thing and uh, geographic areas and. Uh, how do you see uh, the relationship with other countries and, and uh, Sweden's role in the field of innovation? Um, mm. Can you get a feeling that Sweden is in the front or do we have a lot of things to learn from others? Uh, I would say yes to both your questions. Uh, yes, we are definitely in the forefront in some perspectives and that is very much built on our our culture, I would say, with a high level of trust, our ability to collaborate. Uh, we have a high level of education and research. Uh, we have great corporates that have gone global in an early uh, stage and a great number of also startups that have had success in the recent years. Uh, we have uh, great values like equality and uh, a great welfare system and so on. So there's a lot of things that make Sweden very prosperous as an innovation nation. We are also the country that is most secular in the world, which makes us a very good test market for new products and solutions in different ways. So that is, is some of the things that is really great for us as a, a nation. But of course, there is a lot of things that we can learn from other parts of, of the world in how they do things. Like I was very inspired yesterday as we went on Clubhouse and had a learning society with Betrula Bergstrand and listening to Pakistan and how they try to uh, leapfrog the um, education level in the country. Like, trying to use digitalization as a way to inform and uh, um, make a broader awareness among the citizens in different uh, uh, questions and, and uh, ways of learning. Uh, so I was really inspired by that. That was fascinating. Also, there are a lot of different countries like how uh, Taiwan has been working with digitalization um, and including the citizens in a, a broader perspective. And also something that I, I took with me from yesterday's discussion was also how by building parallel organization, you can challenge the existing structures. And maybe at sometimes that is necessary for you to uh, develop from being an existing structure. Uh, I thought that was really interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that we should, uh, when we look into the clubhouse discussion, we also some some weeks ago, um, we, we met uh, MIT professor Otto Sharman who talked mm. about the age of disruptions mm. and that is a need of system change or from ecosystem to ecosystem. Are Science yeah. Park a part of the new model working from a perspective of system thinking and leadership where sustainability is on the top of the agenda? Uh, yes, I would very much say so. And we are very dynamic and agile uh, as organizations. And that is because we need to have the ability to to run a bit quicker than the 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 more uh, structured organizations 
so I think we have uh, sustainability and green development very high on the agenda. We also have social capital uh, very high on the agenda. So we're working hard to um, uh, try to raise the, the level of connectedness. Uh, and sometimes I call us like prof professional deal makers because we we see the system level in many aspects and we can connect individuals but also organizations not only on our local arenas but regionally nationally internationally so it's taking uh, matchmaking one person to another but also one ecosystem to another ecosystem so that is when it gets really interesting I see that the, the use of new technology can really contribute in making our society more sustainable in both economic terms as well as ecological and social terms. For instance, uh, the use of Internet of Things applications have lowered carbon emissions by 15% on a global scale. Imagine what AI can do as a next step. And look at the field of life science and digital pathology as one example, with digitalization, we can have the chance to send X-rays across nations, having the best experts and doctors viewing those X-rays, and by that giving the patients the best healthcare possible, no matter where they live. So that's a little bit of a science into the future, Lena, and and yes. uh, and and to help also Sweden's national goal to. Uh, we were be the first nation to come to net zero emissions. Uh, yes, the, the first. Uh, uh, yes, exactly. The first uh, fossil free welfare state in the world. Thank you. That will be the last word from Lena today. And thank you for your contribution today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Kai, and have a great day. I'm Kai Embren. Follow me on Twitter and LinkedIn, where I will be announcing the future guests to this podcast. And you can expect about two programs a month, and each guest has a unique story of making business and society sustainable. So find out more. Visit my homepage, kaiembren.org. Thank you for listening. <laughs>